Oh, for fuck's sake. No! You stupid Sorry. fucking cunt, you. I'm talking. Fuck you. Fuck off, you stupid cunt, you. <laughs> right, guys, okay, can we just be friends? Come fuck on. you too. Whoa. <laughs> what are you doing? Live from Belfast, Northern Ireland, you're listening to the Four Sweet Horsemen Podcast with Richard Drew, Andrew Moore, Chris Curlett, and Stephen Curry. Sweet Horseman Podcast. My name is Richard. I'm Andrew. I'm a very, very hungover Stephen Curry today. <laughs> Fuck my absolute life, but we'll get through this. Yeah, Curry. We're fucking better. Chris, by the way. <laughs> fucking delight, like. Here, lads, we we'll definitely have to record on Sunday. All right. Fuck you. Here, lads, I haven't watched any of the fucking matches. Here, in my defense, in my defense. There's no fucking defense. Apparently, I watched this match last night when it was blocked and I remember none of it. So, good luck. To this me. is our second time recording this match. I shouldn't have to watch it again. <laughs> um, I actually kind of didn't want to do this one again. Oh, if I'm being honest. To, to be fair. It's the, all new to me. To be fair, the match that we're, we're going to be talking about about um, today is the um, the Triple H versus um, The Rock it's the Intercontinental title um, ladder, ladder match so I say from uh, SummerSlam 1998 um, fuck there's plenty of talking of points about this one I hope so from you guys because you've got four faces in reality I'm like, honest to god I did watch this match like I, I, I weeks t- ago I tell you what Kareem what? stick the match on the I'm background have to. just stick it on the background and wait why don't you go, go make us a cup of tea <laughs> sure and then we'll keep going you know what I'm expecting I'm expecting fucking what do you call your man Eric Bischoff whatever you call him come dandering through the door and just tell Sting just take him out I feel like Jeff Hardy here <laughs> oh. you know, glazed over just standing there you know he was fucked and just Bischoff just go take him out in one's full dig just boom do you know what in fairness uh, now um, uh, Curry here is, is making jokes about the fact that he hasn't seen the match and, and he did make mention that apparently he watched it last night apparently see we were we were out um, at the pub yesterday quiet pints my whole quiet pints and then they turned into messy pints um, we returned to to my house afterwards for more drinks um, never a good idea never a good idea and <laughs> Curry <laughs> Curry wanted to watch this match so, so and, I'm told and I stuck it on and he proceeded to fucking talk shite to me throughout the match <laughs> was not it about, even watching it was it about the match was I no talk- you were talking about <laughs> fuck knows what here uh, trip if you played Tempest uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it uh. was, and I was and that's when I watched it again this morning just to sort so of you've watched refresh. this like what three times I've watched four? this four times in the past did month you guys, and a half. Did you guys at least get Turkish? We did. I don't even remember eating a kebab last night. We did. And you it was fucking, fucking spectacular. Fucking disaster. It was spectacular kebab. Anyway, enough anyway, of Anyway, enough of kebabs and beers and curry not watching the match. Uh, or watching the match but not taking it on board. There we go. Um, but I have to say, this match um, is uh, an interesting one for uh, various reasons. Um, principally just for the fucking the intro but we'll get to that I think first we need to talk about the backstory to this match because yeah. um, this was obviously during the, the middle of the Attitude Era so this was like fucking this is peak suck it period um, <laughs> <laughs> the early stage of marriage yeah. <laughs> 
That's the early stage of relationships. Oh, whenever you get married, it stops. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, sort God. of peters out, and then whenever marriage happens, it definitely doesn't happen anymore. Oh, Jesus. I'm not speaking from experience here on this. Um, You're lucky your wife's never going to listen to this. Not, she doesn't know. I'll be trying not to listen to it. I don't think anyone's going to listen to this, to be fair. No, no, no. I, my mum says she's going to tune in the odd time, yes. Pure really? Right. Your, your mum's going to watch this? She's an expert. Watch it. What did you just fucking say? Because I'm hungover doesn't mean you can uh, fucking pick on me more than you already do. <laughs> oh, but yes, uh, like you mentioned, Richard. <laughs> fucking dick. Flo's <laughs> quirks. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, leave my man out of this. Let's go with the flow. Oh, <laughs> fuck you guys. I can't do this. Why do I be friends with you, dickholes? No, that's all have you. <laughs> anyway. Can I talk about wrestling already? Yes, this was during the DX versus the Nation feud. And um, the whole build-up to this match was a couple of months ago at Fully Loaded. Uh, Triple H and The Rock had a two out of three falls match for the Intercontinental Championship. And it did the whole one person gets one fall, then the other guy gets the other fall, and then it's like, who's going to get the final fall? Plot twist. Plot twist, right? Spoiler alert. Triple H hits a pedigree on the rock and Earl Hebner goes down to count, but then Herbner. rings a bell. Herbner. Herbner. <laughs> but then rings a bell because the time limit ran out. And um, I was actually listening to Bruce Pritchard talk about this episode the other day and he was like, it was a really flat ending because mm. he didn't have a timer up on the Titantron or anything. So no one knew. No knew, suspense. No, yeah, no one knew what the fuck was going on when they just stopped the match. You know, until they were nice. So we've stopped the match because we've run out of time. So I think they, they were like, well, we need to do something better here. And uh, a couple of nights on Raw afterwards, they had a street fight. And this is where the ladder was introduced. I actually really enjoyed that uh, street fight. I went back and watched it before I watched. Do you think we should have probably covered that instead? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> It's but like the buffer to the ladder, just the buff bag. Well, yeah. we buff. need a we need we want a ladder match. Let's introduce it in a street fight. I've never seen a fight I, I, in a street where someone's lifted a fucking ladder. That's pretty true. Usually a bottle, a yeah. bottle at best. Yeah. Oh Jesus! But no, it was about that they all just wore their street clothes and just, because it's just a street. Fight, I like man. that though. Like even did when, they, when, I, when Shawn don't. Michaels comes out with his jeans and his wee cowboy boots for street fights. Who the fuck wears cowboy boots to a street fight? Like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Why? It just why? it's why? not practical. Imagine if it was a wee bit icy outside. He'd be on his hoop. He would bit be. icy outside. Imagine. In like, Texas, there's no grip to the, the bottom. The glaciers turned up, whatever you call that cunt. We've only seen WWE. He's got to fucking spray a load everywhere and freeze the balls off me. You mean the glazer? The, gla- uh, the, gla- the glacier's <laughs> going to put windows up Can't everywhere. Can't get rid of that cunt. That's where he got the ladder from. He was working away. cleaning the windows. Well, give me that, you fucking hurry. Bash right in the back. I'd ended his career when he fell. Both his legs. <laughs> no more. Okay, so they had the Pardon street fight, them. and that led to the. Had the street fight, and the ladder was brought in, and it, um, I think it was, was it the Rock had the offense with the ladder? What, what was that? The one where was, were they all handcuffed and then they just beat the crap out of China? Was that? Yes, yes. Thank you. See, see, I, I yeah, I no, I see, didn't watch this, but work, I, I would, I would assume that obviously they tried to paint the Rock in as bad light as possible. Yeah, because he was, he, heel mode. he was heel mode at this time. Um, now, I actually have to question this. Was The Rock booed because he was a heel? Mm. Or was it because he was part of the Nation of Domination? Because we know that white Americans don't like anything to do with black people. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're going down a dark path right I mean, now. Sure I mean, uh-huh. But you know what I mean? Like institutionalised racism. And we yeah. know that WWE or WWF at the time really fed on stereotypes. Oh, I... I, I, I 
I think maybe a year prior to that, I think that's where the nation got their heat, but I yeah, don't yeah. think by that stage, whenever Farouk left. Because yeah. it, it was pretty point. much like the Black Panthers. The way oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know about it in the first year yeah. of it, yeah, but then by that stage, like, I think the Godfather character was starting to become a pimp. Uh, yes. Mark Henry uh, was on the verge of becoming sexual, sexual chocolate. chocolate. David Brown just wore that random pre-shield fest. No, no, he got he sustained an injury. Did he but not see, at one point there was something happened with his did chest? He, did he, he, he have it by that point? Uh, but I remember he, there was, I remember reading something about him having he fucked up his chest or something and he had to wear this flak jack motherfucker. Did you reckon he still does because apparently he's a bouncer in a strip club now? I uh, the Godfather strip club that yeah, we didn't go to when we were in fucking Vegas. Was it in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to go though. I don't know. Like, I He's probably really... still got the same ones from the whole train. I know. It's probably the same women. And the, the SAG train. The SAG train. <laughs> Jesus. I would just want to go and visit him after a couple of spliffs or somebody just turns into Papa Shango and he's fucked looking. That would so be great. Could, you could light up a fat one for one, that pimp daddy. What is he, he used to say? Fuck knows. Uh, is that what he said? Fuck no! <laughs> fuck no! Fuck them hoes! Oh, I haven't a clue. Fuck that noise. Um. So yeah. So we ended up then, um, leading to this match. So, yeah, ladder match was announced. And I think it was a good. Did did we just try back for a sec? Did we get the infamous? Extra up as a nation after that, or was that that was wild? Which, which in was hindsight, in, in, in hindsight, does not age well. No, no, well, this way, racism, it, 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 it <laughs> wasn't fine in the 90s. No, it wasn't even fine in the 90s. <laughs> you could not have gone on TV and blacked up, no, it was just wasn't fine. You couldn't do that. And then, but, but it was part of that era where WWF were just trying to be as edgy as possible, yeah, they and, were pushing but it, it. It was way too far. Um. And I don't think that that's something that they would really want to publicise again. I know, like I know that Vin, like Vince doesn't like black people. Like let's be honest, that's, that's, a, that's a really sweeping statement. Titus O'Neil touched him once in the ring, oh, and he yeah, got suspended. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he didn't touch him in the ring. No, was that not the time Titus tried to like shake his hand or some shit backstage? Remember he was walking. No, past? it was he, he, he shook his was, hand or touched him in uh, the ring. It was, it was when Daniel Bryan was doing his, his, his retirement, retirement speech. Yeah, was. and he flipped his he flipped fucking his lid. fucking shit. That's true. And I bet if it was anyone else, he'd been fine. But mm. because but it's Titus, I wouldn't want him touching me because fucking down with him. Vince's fucking balls deep in Trump, you know, <laughs> and that fucking shit that he, he, he just doesn't. He's like. probably slipping. He just tried try to grab on the fence before he fell on his horse. He was walking somewhere just slipping his horse. I wore <laughs> cowboy boots. Oh, it was icy in that ring. Oh, Jesus. But no, like you say that Vince McMahon doesn't like black people. You mustn't like black men because Bruce Pritchard has made it very, very clear that he loves chocolate titties. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. There we go. That's my only one I'll do. There we go. I highly oh. doubt that. What? I highly doubt that's the only one you're going to do. Then. No, there's a, there's a list like. <laughs> there's a list. I have a joke book. Fuck. Well, here, give me fuck. it. I need something. I've got no notes. You are the I've joke. Got... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three words in my phone here about this fucking match. Like, so Christ. And a banana. And a banana. <laughs> Potassium to keep me going here. So, so yeah, so, yeah. The, the, so the feud, street fights aside, was already going down some really shitty places. Yeah, it crossed... Um, it crossed the line far too many fucking times. And, and of course, there, there's always suggestions over history that uh, the Rock and Triple H didn't, really didn't like each other at this point. In Max, he's like they really, really hated each it's other because they were okay. they were both the the, the like On the main mid Carters wanting yeah. to break it, and it was cutthroat business yeah. back then. Isn't it amazing that they were mid Carters then? Yeah, when you think about it, like and, <laughs> well, what's what's interesting is given uh, you know like twenty years later. We, you know after the, well, we're kind of skipping ahead but after this match you you obviously where Triple H is in the company now yeah. and where, you know, where The Rock is The Rock was only 
got the push after this. Yeah. Of course, he went on to win the title and feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Great matches. Uh, and which I can't wait to cover, especially 17. But um, I think we're totally getting away from ourselves here. <laughs> Not at all. I'm just listening on the totally zoning out because I'm fucking hung over the dick. It's fine. It's like story time. He, he, Curry's just zoning out because he's no fucking context for this match. <laughs> he's no idea. This match is a, it's a pinnacle match for both The Rock and Triple H. So like, Absolutely. We, you know, and if we, it's like you're talking about them uh, even by WrestleMania 17. If we even look further to now, Triple H is the CEO of the company. Well, that's insane. You know, it's surprising that you know it was The Rock who got the push first after this rather yeah. than Triple H. Obviously, Triple H had injuries immediately after this. I think his knee. Yes. Uh, he knee injury, didn't he? After this, who Triple H did? Triple H did. Yeah. And actually, you can see him seeing the match. You kind, of, you kind of wonder how he still stands. Actually, uh, they well, do, it's funny because he, he does well. work the knee quite a bit in the match, but we'll we'll obviously get to that as a talking point. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so um, we basically come to this this match, and um, it takes place in uh, Madison Square Garden. Like, can I just say, I think it's a fucking fantastic setting. I love because Square Garden. there's only what twenty one thousand people there, mm-hmm. and the crowd it, it, the crowd is so close to the ring. Well, it's their hometown essentially. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, everything just it, even the the sort of the small um, entrance ramp to the ring. It's very very tiny. It's it's all cramped and I, I, I really congested. Miss, I really but I like that. it. Because it feels like the, the crowd like are really on top of, of the performers. Um now speaking of performers, we'll all talk about something else. Uh, um, not much of a fucking performance. Yeah, but me. um but I really like the setting and, and I think that it really added to the tension um throughout the match um and the atmosphere because the crowd just fucking went wild um as yeah. the match progressed. It is awesome as you say when they come out of the entrance that the crowd is literally on top of them yeah. they're hanging over yeah. it yeah and they can it's, touch them you yeah, know yeah. and they, they like actually work yeah. for me about it like, they the actually do work that space quite well which yeah. we'll talk about later on um, I've got a talking point about it anyway but um, they do come out um, the DX band comes out first oh, <laughs> oh fuck band band is a very loose term yeah uh, I mean, he makes our original band look like fucking frills <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be named the DX buskers <laughs> like like, we, like Andy said earlier it was just like you think they'd fucking sign check this thing I'm convinced this was the fucking sign check I, like, yeah, exactly it's Dude, so bad it like, actually sounds like you're holding a line check consecutively at the well, same time yeah, I mean it's playing different fucking songs yeah yeah exactly, exactly. all playing different songs oh. I mean it actually it's like listening to one of those shred videos Oh, you know yeah, those some... those parody videos like Creed Shreds or Slayer Shreds, and it's like you know that really awful playing, um, but it's just so out of fucking time and, and, and out of tune. And I mean, it's awful, but it's also significant because it's one of the very very few on-screen appearances of the legendary Jim Johnson. Of course, yeah. yes, that's he, right. He wrote, he wrote this. So he wrote pretty much all our favorite songs of our childhood and teenage years. But how he standing there letting that mess happen around him? He, like, he, he, he must have been raging. Like, like you, you he didn't see, stay in the ring too long, so... I bet you they weren't even supposed to fucking finish the way they do and he was just like, I'm out of here. Yeah, fuck, you fuck you know what's weird as well? The, the whole thing just screams 90s tude. You know, it's like that whole era. It just encapsulates the fucking attitude era everything had attitude in those days um, you know it, it was just hanging out the dick basically it might be hanging it's, out the dick but it was just a really shit rage against the machine tribute that's what I was going to say yeah. it's like, he's like a poundland Zach De La Rocha I mean <laughs> I mean Chris Warren I mean he, like he died in 2016 in the same year as China and China was also in this uh, yeah. this ring for this match um, good but, they, but they both died in the same year and I think it was because they were cursed by the shite performance <laughs> of the DX band um, I mean it, it's just fucking abysmal it really is and it's really weird because whenever the DX band we can, it's on the screen here we can see it at the minute it's fucking but whenever they're they're basically um, they're well 
performing in a very loose term because um, it's fucking atrocious that um, they've actually spliced in little like sort of VT segments yeah, in between I love it like they were the normal yeah. DX yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking but weird but it's so sporadic if you, if, you, if you had epilepsy you'd be fitting out it, it, it's, it, yeah. it's so badly it's, so, it's so badly yeah. it's disorientating it, it doesn't add like, to the like I don't blame you for not remembering any of this when you were half cut last night <laughs> and it, it is the whole thing about that it's yes as, as Troop says there is an aspect there where they're trying to make it edgy but it's not it's not the same as like remember like vignettes like NWO did that was quite sketchy and uh, they 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 did a flow to it as as Eric Bischoff says about those they were done purely by accident oh really well well, but they're never supposed to be like that well Well, you can clearly see that somebody has tried to do something with this and failed not only is the song failing miserably and flopping on its whole the, the visuals that go with it and when Triple H picks the singer up and fucks about the guy I, not I, I, right. notes. He, he, Triple H is basically threw him on top of his shoulders hey. we're we watching it right now do you yeah. know what if I was Triple H I would have fucking tossed Chris Warren at the ring for being so shite well actually his, his one vocal contribution to it sounds probably better than yeah, yeah. Triple H well, better. Triple H takes the mic off and shoots because he had hard to fucking do it yeah. actually I think that Triple H knows it's a fucking train wreck because he starts <laughs> headbanging and it's mental like why is he headbanging before the match starts he's going to risk a neck injury mm, you know lifting him well he's well, built like a pencil you know is, he's um, more but than butcher's apron exactly time. and it, he puts him like he's basically putting his neck under strain from headbanging but it's almost like Triple H is trying to inject a bit of life into the thing mm. and to the point where he just goes this is fucking shite the band starts breaking oh, down <sighs> and he just kicks the fucking drum no, over before that though you can blatantly see your man was it Jim Johnson you can blatantly see when he's on guitar and as you do in a band and you see it all and fucking and on, on live stage he looks time. to the drummer he looks to the drummer does the fucking like, that's, that's that's end of this, this is the end of the bar and he yeah. jumps on the bar and fucking the drummer Peter's the drum, on the fucking drummer's still going like it's, I can hardly slay I've done it a million times <laughs> <laughs> but he's sitting like playing away on his own and then Jim Johnson does it again he's like ringing out and he's going do it again and the stupid cunt keeps playing and then, and, then it just kind of and then he the triple heads goes like instead of going mate would you stop he just goes fuck you lifts his kid fucks it off across the stage and then they're trying to pull the kid out <laughs> under the top ro- under the bottom rope and the symbol gets stuck in everything and it's I, I mean, fucking well, tragic we're, we're, we're watching it at the minute and I will say the, the Rock is a total pro here where he, 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 he just walks you out. see he looks so pissed as he's walking out and he goes <laughs> and he's just like I'm going to take it really slow yeah. I'm going to get on this ladder for absolutely no reason uh, while these guys get the, get this shit out of my ring it's, it's kind of like the rocks coming out and he's just like I need to sort this out these boys yeah. are a bunch of cock ends like he's just get out of the fucking yeah. road he, the rock is a, is a consummate professional he's yeah. buying them time because for fanning about pretty yeah, much that was, it was I can't, actually, fucking bad the drummer had a wedge I'm just saying the drummer actually had a wedge well he didn't did fucking he, use it he must have been plugged in he <laughs> <laughs> sure couldn't hear the end to of the song to be fair if they didn't plug the band in it would have been better <laughs> oh god yeah because at least you wouldn't that's have that's one excuse for the shit that went all fucking top of the pops and just fucking mimed it just coined oh, it in Jesus. just phoned it in because that was brutal it was fucking bad like and the rock's probably walking out here going Serious lad, this match is meant to be amazing, and you've made a mockery of this letting these fucking dill holes in here. Like, absolute <laughs> mockery. He's going, This is going to be a good match, and you start off rolling this turd in glitter. 
It would have been funny, like, earlier in the night, Triple H coming up the rock going, here, man, try and top my entrance. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll climb a ladder. <laughs> I've already, already fucking topped it. Do, 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 um, do you think this is the start of it? Where this is, like, the lowest point for Triple H now after this? Because obviously he's, he's not famous for all these mad mental WrestleMania entrances where he's, like, you know, driving a motorcycle at two miles an hour. Fucking um, big metal skull yeah. shit and all that. Do you reckon this is the point where he went... I've got to get really better at this because <laughs> he had this very dark moment going that was utter that shit. was utter shit like. it, it is it is fucking tragic it really really is but again it just summed up that entire era I mean it was the whole new metal era um, and, and everything was rap metal everything was cool and edgy and, and I would say it's pretty grim you know when you hear bands not getting paid for doing their job but those cunts should not earn a fucking penny for that that was no, terrible no. that's one night where it's okay for bands actually, not to they probably paid. get I, the fuck out of the ring you actually wish that they were paid to stop you know it would have been fucking better <laughs> people throwing money at them get off the fucking stage oh, they, they were, I'm surprised they didn't actually get shit thrown at them for that if it was ECW, they wouldn't have gone oh, on the building. No, no, they would have gone Nintendo for them. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is they can now go and say we played the sold out Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I wouldn't say they played. No, <laughs> they had a push. Yeah, well, um, let's not rap on about these fucking daft cons anymore. Let's I, I, I feel like we could dedicate. We could dedicate. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Fuck. I do not want to dedicate anymore the DX band. Mm. They are fucking tragically bad. Well, we'll speak about other people who are involved in this match who are a lot more talented than the DX Than all of those members, yeah. by Jim Johnson. So uh, we have China out with Triple H and we have Mark Henry out with The Rock. Uh, again, this is obviously going because of the DX versus the Nation feud. Um, but they're both out in their civvies. So, well, yeah. Well, to China, it's, it's more, is it more gym gear? I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. But like, she's hardly worn a fleece in a pair of track bottoms. Like, aye, aye. She's not worn a fucking Uggs and Velour tracksuit. Like, um, but no, yeah, I know what you mean. They're not. They're not. They're not in ring ready. Like by the looks of it. I also don't think there was being supposed to work that night, and just Vince at the last minute just said to them, "Here are you two Actually, you probably like here if it gets out of hand. I need you to lift a drum kit off the stage for me. Fuck's sake! And Mark Henry's like, oh, that's all the exposure you're getting the night, buddy. China, you lift the drum kit. Mark, you hold the ladder. Always <laughs> <laughs> um, trusted with. But yeah, it's it's worth noting that China's out with Triple H and Mark Henry's out with The Rock. Um, obviously, because there's no disqualifications or anything. No. In, in this, um, no pinfall. It's literally a ladder match, climbing the ladder to get the, the belt that's hanging above the ring. Um, so they could interfere technically all they wanted. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that they didn't actually interfere yeah, more much. There's not that much. You know, there's no. a couple of moments, but nothing major. I think nowadays well, there'd be constant there, there, interventions. There, there is one major intervention. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, but apart but from that, I, at the I, end, yeah, but you sort okay. of thought, no, right, you're right. You're there right. might have been more, and there wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I suppose that this rivalry principally was between Triple H and The Rock, yeah. so they just let them go at it. Well, I suppose it has a bit of a new, um, it's a very, very, very loose comparison here, by the way. It's like uh, some of the New Japan matches that we watch whenever, say, Omega comes out with the Young Bucks. They actually never, ever. They never, ever. Yeah. Yeah. The well, I, the, the reason why they're out is to break Kenny Omega's fall. Half the time. Half yeah, the, the time whenever he goes out of the ring and overcommits. Because um, they usually end up catching him. Yeah. You know, to sort of dead. But Noelle's right. Like, you see, when even when Omega, like, hits the dirt and stuff in some of those matches, like, they literally come down beside him and converse with him. You don't act, they very rarely lay a hand. I see him Nido and all his yeah, mates as well. Yeah, the Los and Negro Goblet, blah, 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 blah. Los and Goblet. I wasn't even going to try and pronounce yeah. it. That's why I just um, said it. I think, though, that the difference between that is that they can carry a match between 
two wrestlers in Japan mm. whereas in WWE they often don't trust two wrestlers to carry a match so they have to throw in some sort Sports of cheap gimmick now, I, I mean the, 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 these two are the exception to be fair like um, yeah. every match these two do is always great like yeah um, it's actually interesting um, when they do start wrestling in the match um, it's actually a really fast paced beginning yeah. like they really you can sort of sense that unlike what they do now with WWE they actually built a storyline behind this and it was built properly and that basically accommodated all the tension was just released at the start and it was they were just going at each other flat out Um, you could could sort of sense the hatred between each other um, and it was really really well done they they booked it really really well and they wrestled it really really well because again they were also telling the story in the ring Um, so I didn't know the backstory to this because I didn't really watch Attitude Era that much back in the day. Um, I yeah, I seldomly watched it, but I yeah. wasn't tuning in every week, so I didn't really remember the the storyline or the background of this. But it's I could sort of sense what was going on just from this match and how they were wrestling. Um, you know, they they did it very very well. Um, in terms of the in ring in ring storytelling, but but it's because they're both really really good solid fucking wrestlers. Like well, that's you true. know the simple simple dynamics of like Triple H we, we saw on screen literally a second ago of the running knees. Like I miss that man. That but, was a yeah. fucking gore. It's so was, simple. I, I would say though that now the the performers in in WWE are better. But they're not given the space to wrestle like this. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you you get very few wrestlers in the mid card who would get this long in a match. Exactly. No, and yeah, that, that's another point. Especially we even some of the main eventers these we, days. We've yeah. mentioned it before, but the attitude here and the matches were like squash matches in two very minutes, and and this is a, a quite a long match. Um, I think it's the longest one on the card. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's about half an hour, maybe forty minutes, near enough. Ah, uh, it's about that, yeah, because I don't think. Taker Austin afterwards is that one? No, it's not as long as that. No, and they were given the room to breathe in this match, and it was far better. Well, but I think that works really well, as you mentioned. It's quite a claustrophobic venue and environment, but they have the the. They're able to breathe in the flow of the match, yeah, which is yeah. I think is fantastic. Like because they're they're constantly in and out of the ring. They're up there where we say the entrance and the ramp, but it's so small. I actually think you they're out of the mean? ring more than they're in the ring. It's yeah, wild, but like, you know other but matches, they use it well. Yeah, other matches where they walk up the fucking up the Titantron and it's fucking half a mile, yeah. and it really detaches away from the in ring where, where the fast paced stuff is happening. Like when they're bouncing off the ropes and things, this is happening simultaneously yeah. because it's so close together. And I think that really lends itself to some fucking sweet wee spots throughout. Like. I I, I totally agree with you on that. By the, by the time they get up to the or the top of the entrance ramp now, hmm. you've lost any sort of like excitement. Because you know it's just going to go, it's like a five minute walk just yeah. to hit the LED board, sorry. True. Whereas this, like you mentioned earlier, very ECW feel, where like, because fair play to them, because anytime they're up the entrance ramp, the crowd are fucking slapping the shit out of them and they're just like, oh, okay. It's it, it also, on that note, uh, what I'm about this particular era of Madison Square Garden shows is that it is quite a stripped back production mm-hmm. by WWE standard even back then because yeah. I like, gave the Raws at that stage had the giant titan drums yeah uh, whereas this is very very stripped back like you don't get the big screens or anything like that often it just shows oh, yeah, you they don't need the, it just shows yeah. you they don't need those gimmicks I know if, if the match is good Exactly. They're trying to sell it like everything now on the razzmatazz of the match and or not even the match like but the whole setup yeah. and it's like all you needed was the fucking crowd to be literally on top of them, mm-hmm. put on a good fucking wrestling match, 
and then the fucking atmosphere to take care of itself. You don't need to have forced atmosphere that they yeah. try and do now. Do you know what I mean? And I think it works really, really well. The result, but that's a good point about. I actually never noticed that yeah. until you've mentioned it. I never noticed the big there was any screen. You know, the screens even around the venue itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of going. Well, you'd be fucked if you're in the nosebleeds. Like you can't see shit. <laughs> but because the place isn't that big, really, yeah. it's not. They probably no, kill. I, I think because the way it's pitched, the Masters yeah, 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 for yeah, basketball. Yeah, so, it's weird. Ah, like you okay. whenever we go to the OTT shows, the National Stadium. Yeah, uh, like there's not really a bad seat in that house yeah you can see everything pretty Cause, well because you're it's all sloped yeah whereas if we were in um, the Robo Hotel uh, for an OTT show it's all yeah. ev- everyone in the audience is at the same level yeah and I don't think the, the crowd's that far even the ones up in the rafters they're yeah. not that far away from the ring no, no absolutely not well because you have to remember that Madison Square Garden is a, I think it's a basketball stadium it is yeah it is for uh, the New York, York Knicks. Knicks I think Knicks. it is yeah. that's right I'm so hungover I was like I know this but I don't know this I was like let you just go with fact checking today I'm just fucking sitting here fuck <laughs> <laughs> tragic just trail that one off well on that journey. note we'll, we'll, we'll get into the match then. have we not even talked we haven't even talked well, about, about the fast beginning we've, we've talked um, about the, the build up and the, the that, sort of the, the very very quick beginning yeah and, and the really really long intro yeah, yeah. there's yeah. Um, actually interesting one of the main talking points from near the start I noticed was um, after the back and forth between Triple H and the Rock at the start mm-hmm um, basically, The Rock um, does a, a massive, like, sort of back toss of Triple H over the ring, yes, top, yeah. the top rope, um, and he lands fairly hard on the ground. It doesn't look like he lands. Good bump. Yeah, it's a good bump he took. Um, but then The Rock then approaches the ladder outside for the first time during that match, um, and then Triple H interrupts him. But this is where the, the crowd are really, really on top of the wrestlers. Yeah. Because as soon as they start interacting with that ladder. Um, just on the entrance ramp on the way down um, the, the crowd are essentially all touching them they're slapping their backs they're in their faces they're, they're talking shit to them um, and I think that really really amplifies the atmosphere class, it, it actually makes you feel like you're there when you're at home yeah you know because you feel like you're that close to the wrestlers you know I think as well because the cameraman's so close to them you don't get that as much anymore it's all in like um, angles and yeah even whenever they go into the crowds uh, these days you know there's about six sponsors behind them, them all yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> at this point it's just that you can see the ref at one point he's just like sort of pointing at people in the crowd like you know why he's up that's I it. don't be touching them what if, they, if you wanted to you could fucking sling a hook and you could deck one what are they going to do really they don't have fucking you know yeah, like we're watching at the minute you see just, yeah. all, just the, these two these two women just slapping the, the rock's back as if he's probably trying to fondle his junk that's it yeah. the but people's plums the people's, people's plums. plums fuck man um, interest about the ladder because whenever um, I think it's really really good sta- um, uh, wrestling craft in this and, and well you can say outside ring craft because mm-hmm. um, whenever the rock originally goes out of the ladder he doesn't get a chance to use it anyway but it's reinforcing the idea that this is a ladder match sure. here's the ladder mm-hmm. and he basically goes to use it and is interrupted by Triple H beating around a bit and then Triple H then goes and approaches the ladder himself who's then interrupted by The Rock yeah so no, nobody's actually pulling it into the fucking no ring no one's pulling in the ring yet but it's a really good slow build for the ladder and it's, it's sort of people are it's reinforcing that idea to them it's like you're going to get a long match here hmm. where we're building this slowly for you and it's building that storyline um, it's fantastic for that yeah you don't really get that with ladder matches anymore where they have to it's like this is the end goal because it's a case of they beat someone up and then it's just a case of right he's down I'm just going to bring a ladder in the ring there's not a, there's not a lot of back and forth fighting for 
ladders anymore in the, well in WWE there's not no I mean they tend to just blow their load right and quick with yeah. the ladder especially with money in the bank you know you have six guys so someone well someone else is down you've got five other guys who can just go grab it before you know the, the ladder's in the ring you're like who the fuck brought it in yeah you're absolutely right and I think I think the trouble with ladder matches now and I don't, you don't get this as much with this particular match is it there's glorified spot fest especially money in the bank yeah uh, because there's about six ladders in the ring and there are, it's just there's instruments to just do really crazy shit off them. As I'm going to say, like, the thing I love about this, it's it's a single ladder the entire time, isn't it? Well, yeah. no, they, they do bring a second ladder in. Oh, see, but, if I had paid attention last night, I would know this. Yeah. But, but my point being that... But they don't, they don't have ladders lying everywhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's where I'm getting to, where it's nowadays, you just open the fucking apron and there's like a conveyor belt of ladders and you can fucking yeah. just get as many as you want and you can even upgrade for a fucking massive ladder. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Sides. And I kind of liked it when it was a bit more simplistic. Yeah. Where if it isn't, the massive fucking one you made the most use out of what you're given well that, that's it yeah. more limitations of what you're provided but you use it to your better fucking yes Andrew so what I'm trying to say is TLC has ruined the ladder match yes are we saying that I, I, don't I, I, I'm saying that I I'm, fucking I'm, I'm, agree, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going for a heel, heel turn here the, the, the troops the, territory the, the, the TLC is just fucking ruined the, the slow build the art the craft of a ladder match it's still real to me damn it I know actually I do agree with you because they, they, most of this match, they wrestled with only one ladder in sight. Mm. Now, they did bring in a second ladder briefly, but it was just the slow build with one ladder, and they they managed to do a lot of work with it. Nothing hugely spectacular. There's a couple of pretty cool There's a couple of really, really good yeah. moments and a couple of really good tumbles and falls, which we'll talk about, but they just showed that all the attention was on the ladder, yeah. on the single ladder, yeah. and they, they brought that in and used it very, very well with, you know, they used it as a battering ram, they, there's a couple of moments uh, we'll talk about where baseball slides into it. I like that. Yeah, yeah that was a very good moment. Um, you know, and it, it was just a very, very simple build and an effective build, and they didn't need any fucking over-the-top use of the ladder. I think it's when WWE started to make pay-per-views uh, based on gimmick matches because still one you know, of the worst what, things ever did the, but what I'm saying is like you were excited when you heard there was going to be a Hell in a Cell match because oh fuck Hell in a Cell match but now you know that every you're time guaranteed. it comes to October you're going to see at least three yeah. really PG Hell in a Cell matches same with TLC a TLC match was great every Wrestlemania and now it's like we're going to have a whole pay-per-view dedicated and then even the money in the bank you're getting two well we'll probably end up getting three if they do a ladies a tag team and the men's one it's oh. just I, I enjoyed the money in the bank being a Wrestlemania match because yeah. Yeah. it was right. great because it was like okay it's Wrestlemania who's going to win money in the bank but I just think it's and you had to pull out all the, st- all the stops for those ones I think when you have it uh, saturated now I, I, as you say it's kind of watered down um, because you're not getting one match with all these cool ideas and great spots they're being spread thinly yeah. and the rest of it's just sort of I mean, a they're, box they're a trying box. to replace wrestling with gimmicks yeah. that's well that's never it's not WWE a new thing. Is, is gimmicky no. it's not a new thing like. unfortunately the, the impression I get these days is they're just trying to sell toys now which is really really yeah, sad I mean, I mean I, as we saw at um, Hell in a Cell 2018 colour it in and release it yeah colour color it in cause fuck me fuck no me. you're right though, but again that's, but that's business that's merchandise you know it's the same yeah, it always right. has been in regards you know fucking I don't know Transformers fucking G.I. Joe Action Force Thundercats but, anything new characters are created so you can fucking monetize them in the form but you know of what? action figures they're going for short term financial gain but long term the fans are turning off 
Yeah, they're talking. They're, they're well, the less people climate? watching. Oh yeah, yeah, the less people are watching WWE, especially WWE Raw. The minute um, some going through some of the lowest ratings I, uh, at the time of recording. Every but, fucking yeah. week, I see, especially the past couple of months, I have seen copious amounts of people online, people I don't even know, mm. just complained about the Brooklyn Raw and said, "I said I'm never fucking watching it again until they get it sorted." Like, and then Smackdown people are talking about good. Smackdown being yeah. good. It's, so Smackdown is good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's better written. Now it still could be better, but it's a lot better than what Raw is. But they, I think it's the three hours. I, I, I think it's the three hours, but I think also, I think the reason why Smackdown may seem like a much tighter show at the minute is because they're still trying to make it appealing for whenever it moves to Fox. Yeah, uh, later okay. this year. Yeah, mm. yeah. They're really they're trying to show that it is a Fox worthy show and they yeah. keep the hype up. It's, a, it's more but, of a wrestling show. But why not do that for your flagship show as well? You know, like I know Vince that Vince is in charge. Well, he's in charge of SmackDown. Is he not there too? I think Raw's his baby. By all accounts, well, he's it's child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you heard it. You heard it here first. That, that, that's a quote, right? Vince there. is fingering his kids, according to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was going with beaten, but okay. Uh, well, um, sorry, back to the match. Yeah, um, I, I was going to say most of my uh, notes are just ladder spots, so it's like you mentioned, we'll have a couple of cool ones. So I think we should start talking about some of our favorite ladder spots in the match. Don't remember. Or, or do you want me to go through? Some you of have them to order? tell me. At this okay. Yeah, right, so well. the, the first time that we've seen the ladder um, being used as a weapon is when The Rock sets it up against the ring and hits Triple H with a pretty hard Irish whip. Yeah. Uh, Triple H goes into it and he doesn't hold back like he goes into it like Omega goes into the corner. He sells it well. I know, and then he kind of comes off it and The Rock just gives him a really vicious clothes Yeah, fucking... Yeah, like a big snotter cleans him. It's great. I will mention this several times about this, but they were extremely stiff with each other in this match. It was... They were, actually. It was really cool. There are a lot of fucking... You can you can sense that there maybe was a dislike between each other at the time. Yeah. And there's a lot of tension and they take it out on each other pretty hard. It's like, it's not... Like, you see this, but then if you go back and you see, like, just say it was Road Dog and Billy Gunn versus the likes of D'Lo, Brian, the Godfather... They're not throwing these big vicious punches. It's all very like normal wrestling. Whereas yeah. these guys knock fucking six shades of shit out of each other. I find that though, because of the caliber of each of the talents here, yeah, that they like you say are fighting stiffer. But it's also they have better execution and even the simplest of maneuvers and holes. Whereas you get other like again you mentioned mid quarters. These guys are at this yeah you know but on the up, they're they're chomping they're, chomp- they're trying oh, to make this yeah. shit look hot so that they can move up the ladder where you get people like the New Age Outlaws who are literally just it's it doesn't flow as well it's very rehearsed feeling a lot of their movesets and this is a complete contradiction to that and then, no it absolutely pays off for both of them you know I, I think ultimately the spots they take and the reason why I think they go in so hard is because both of them are trying to make a statement yeah that yes we have a guy called like Stone Cold Steve Austin leading the company in terms of every every way but the Undertaker is an established sort of entity for nearly 10 years at this point and um, you know we got these two who are just ready to go no we can be the next guys we can be the next guys to get to lead the company and of course it pays off because both of them do go on to win the, the WWF title mm-hmm. the, the next year you can definitely sense that they're trying to cement themselves into the, the, the mindset of the fans that they're the next fucking shit hot things like yeah on that point that you mentioned about the likes of the New Age Outlaws I mean they were very much standard bog standard mid carters at the time but as you say you can see the difference between the likes of them I'm not questioning the commitment hmm. of the likes of the New Age Outlaws but I feel that the personal drive and ambition of The Rock and Triple H 
as people carries through. So you can see that they are probably more committed to pushing themselves harder and further because they have a bigger ambition that they want to be at the top of the company. Yeah. They're not just happy to be there to make up the numbers, like say the New York New York Jailers. We're, we're, picking on, we're picking on Road Dog and, and but it's, it's a fair they're point. Just an though. example, like, yeah, you, like can go, you could go through the whole roster and say there are loads of people who were just showing up for a paycheck. You yeah. Know? But I usually a lot, a lot of D'Lo Browns. Let's just put it. A lot of D'Lo Browns, yeah. But you get the impression that they they both know that they could be the future of the company hmm. and the face of the company, and that's why they're putting more into it and they're currying favor with the fans. Like I mean, the fans are fucking loving it. Yeah. They're lapping it up like absolutely. Because I think even at this stage, um, the Rocky Sucks chants were very much a regular thing on WWF programming. But you get there's bits of this match where you can. See them get the crowd get behind the rock as much as they were getting behind it's Triple H. It's true because there was a bone part in the match um quite early on where they're chanting Rocky sucks, Rocky yeah. sucks, and it was near it was near the entrance, and the rock just soaks it up. He gives it in a heel it. in a heel way. He, 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 soaks he it absolutely up. loves it, and all the part too. He plays up on it. Yeah. Um, but then by the end of the match, the crowd are cheering him on as much as as Triple H. But that's because of the quality of the match. Um. Interestingly, um, whenever they finally bring, uh, getting back to the match, when they finally bring the ladder into the ring, um, the Rock attempts to actually climb it, but uh, Triple H jumps off the turnbuckle to hammer him in the back and off the ladder. Then the ladder actually falls over. I love that word. On top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H is like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And then it's like, within seconds, fucking Jesus Christ, yeah, just a dig up the back yeah. of the head. And, and like... that was the last time Triple H ever went off the top, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed anymore. Um, but I thought, thought that was a quite, it was in, obviously an accidental spot with the ladder. Aye, but it's, I love when things, like, as, as orchestrated as it is, when there's a wee bit of ad libbing that's completely out of control of either party. I yeah. love shit like that. And it's yeah. not a botch. It's definitely not a botch, no, in, in no. my opinion. Like, it's not like, oh, for fuck's sake, can you believe that dickhead fucked that up? Because it's just... You don't know how it's going to fall Fucking sometimes. gravity. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I thought this is gold. Sometimes stuff like that happens. That's so good. It, like, makes, it makes the match. I can yeah. I just say that probably the best performer in the match was probably the ladder itself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <we're> <laughs> That ladder about, was over as fuck. Uh, the ladder was over as fuck. I mean, it did a lot of the work in the match. Um, I mean, they even... They actually used the ladder at one point as a battering ram as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, right. Which was good. Um, do you have a point on that, Chris? Um, well, before I get to that one, um, I want to talk about Triple H's knee. Yes. Because after bit... this, after he comes off the top rope... It's when his, they start mentioning that he injured his knee earlier that night and The Rock really works on it. Uh, he twists it, stomps it, and then he puts it, he sandwiches it in between the ladders and then hits it with a steel chair. And they really, really work at the knee. That's one thing I noticed. They really, that was good um, in-ring craft. It really, really was good. Um, I like we innovative yeah. tropes like that where it's like, you know, if you've got an injured knee, it's not just consecutive. It. Yeah, it's not consecutive. Like, a, you drop a, like a sharpshooter as The Rock had in his forte and things like that. Where it's like, I was like, the absolute worst sharpshooter ever. There is absolutely nothing. Do you know what? I've totally really that, that The Rock did a sharpshooter. That's how bad it was. You forgot. How could you forgot? It was I the most know. electrifying sharpshooter shooter in sports <laughs> entertainment <laughs> it was loose as fuck oh man maybe I'm still drunk I'm, still I'm saying things that I'm going to tomorrow I can't believe I said that <laughs> it was dude no actually now that you said it was quite um, loose because he was always really stood up you know, like Bret Hart sat down on you. I remember. I have visions of The Rock locking in a sharpshooter. I'm go- you know what it is? It's actually just because he. I thought he made it look fucking cool. The Rock used to love The Rock. Thing we cool. used to be like firing his tongue out and all and being. Fucking I don't, mean, cool. don't get me wrong. The Rock makes everything look cool. Like he makes a fucking elbow look cool. <laughs> he does. He does. But except for a sharpshooter. He even makes. Um, a- come on. He makes an eyebrow relevant. Oh, like, well. yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting that you know whenever they, they sort of work on the knee um, constantly, um, you know Triple H uh, he was climbing the ladder. 
Connor the Rock comes in and targets that knee in particular I think it's his uh, right knee mm-hmm. um, and to be fair to Triple H he really sells it quite well he comes off the ladder and he's grasping his knee like um, and you can get a sense that yeah that he's going to work this knee constantly uh, and the Rock does he, he people's elbows essentially the knee um, he, he just works it flat out works it constantly and, and it, it's brilliant it's, it's really really good in ring storytelling because you're sort of thinking god the cards are stacked against Triple H here you know he is how's he going to climb a ladder with a fucked knee yeah he's fucked he's a you mobile essentially exactly and um, they don't do it like most people do where they target on it for a bit like a spot for match and then the injury seems to disappear yeah they work it the whole match yeah because they drag that. it out even to the outside of the ring where yeah. the rock sets the ladder in between the the apron of the ring and the guardrail he just lifts Triple H up and slams him knee first onto the ladder. I, so I, 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 I think that's one of those brutal spots that in the match, actually. A, I haven't seen much like it. I've seen people being lifted up and then dropped, you know, like face first, but you but see the hands the going out, sort of but thing. the knee going yeah. and then he falls awkwardly off. It, it looks pretty fucking beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then, you know, as well, we've talked about it, um, you know, whenever the Rock's targeting Triple H's uh, knee with a ladder, um, he slams the ladder off his leg and then traps his leg in the ladder mm-hmm. um, before stomping on it. Um, China's face in the background as that's going on. She's just like, you sick fuck. <laughs> and then you just realize that's just China's wrestling yeah. face the entire match. Like, I am not It's impressed. almost that, you know, he, the, the Rock's really playing on the heel persona. Um, you know, after stomping on the leg, trapping the ladder, he then uses a chair in the ladder, um, you know, just to fucking smash it. Um, and again, a simple but effective ring craft, uh, in my opinion. And it's not something that you see too much of in the main roster these days. But that's because I've already mentioned the wrestlers aren't really given yeah, the room to, to, to construct a good in-ring dynamic because you're not getting a sense of the build of a story that culminates in this and then really good in-ring. Now, you get an NXT, but just not so much in the main roster. Is, on the main roster, is it because it's obviously PG, is, is that too much? That sort of like trapping your knee in a ladder and beating the shit out of it with a, no, a, a they chair? Still, they still allowed to do that They shit? still do some things, but... It's just that they're not really given the space to wrestle that like that. Okay. If you know what I mean? Like, th- this is quite a long match. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Even compared to, like, you know, you're lucky to get 10 minutes in a, in a, mo- a main roster match these days. Sometimes. You're, you're lucky to get more than. You're lucky to get 10 minutes in a hatchet year match. Well, that, that was true. Yeah, yeah, that was true. But they really, really work it well. And then again, you know, it's just come up on our screen here where they set the ladder up as a bridge between the, the ring steps and the barrier. Yeah, I uh, said, yeah, Bruno apologies. And, and, and this was, the, this <laughs> was the first pay per view to use those black barriers. Right, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The big, the, the pad? Yeah, yeah the Because everything, everything else is just regular guard wheels at yeah. that point. I actually think it looks better. Um, even as recently as in 2018 the WWE Evolution pay-per-view with the all-women's it was kind of set up like an NXT show and uh, the guardrails were had the canvas over that time as well which I thought looked great well the, the, the only thing I'll say in defence of the big whatever the fuck that is the big spongy thing yeah Jeff Hardy would be fucked here. he used to love running up and down them cutting things and diving off I mean to some chance diving I, off a guardrail I actually and I know it's probably safer to have those big spongier barriers but I, I actually think it just looks far better and more effective whenever you see a wrestler going into the metal barriers. <laughs> we we like our violence, yeah. That that is definitely true. Um, but yeah, getting back to the match and, and moving on away from uh, like some talking about barriers and shit like that. Um, it's really, We're really from good. Northern Ireland. There's nothing but barriers over here. Oh, but we always we cross the divides. We Do cross we? the barriers. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no barrier in my heart. Oh, you're so funny. You're <laughs> such a wanker. <laughs> but you know, getting back to the match properly. It's interesting again, they make good use of the space because again, Triple H, it moves up towards the entrance. They spend more time outside the fucking ring than doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moves up towards the entrance and The Rock follows him and make really, really good use of the confined space. 
there's a really brutal Irish whip into the barrier. The rock is then um, hit with a clothesline and it's pretty brutal the way he lands on the hard ramp and he does hit it fairly fucking hard. Um, but it's interesting that after that, uh, Triple H uh, then moves the rock towards the ladder, which is actually lying at the entrance because it's, it's come out of the, the, the ring. Aye. Um, it's lying along the entranceway um, and he's trying to do a signature pedigree. Um, but then The Rock actually reverses it um, with a backdrop and Triple H lands pretty oh, fucking hard. Oh, it's a slap and a half. It's a fucking hell of yeah. a slap. Um, and lands hard on the ladder on his back. And I just saw that and I went, ooh. <laughs> you, you felt wind yeah. you just watching the purple. I, I, I reckon he was pissing blood after that, to be honest. You know. <laughs> My kidneys. My kidneys. <laughs> Spunking blood as well. <laughs> Suck it. No, I mean, there's something <laughs> You mean you get that scene too, like... You mean an ointment? <laughs> no, but like they didn't hold back the whole match. Like from the get go, even when The Rock was calling him a motherfucker before they even hit each other, it's just like we're gonna be stiff motherfuckers, motherfuckers. <laughs> it was just bound to happen. Like, yeah, I, actually, I want to say like you know both at this point, like it was evident throughout, but at this point in particular, both wrestlers are really giving it their all in the match. Um, you can see that they're willing to take pretty hard bumps um, which again WWE I know it wasn't the PG era at this time but they, they weren't renowned for taking huge big bumps like that um, it always was safer of the, the federations especially when compared to like ECW um, but they still take it pretty hard and these two wrestlers in particular weren't known for um, taking really nasty bumps at the time either yeah which makes it all the more impressive that they're fucking they're clocking each other pretty hard here yeah this uh, is before the Triple H and Sledgehammer love story <laughs> so it is before he became brutal oh what do you mean love story did he insert it in his own anus uh, did you ever see the way he held it when he took it out from under the ring no he cr- craned it like he fucking held it better <laughs> than I hold Tilly <laughs> Tilly is Chris's daughter for those that might not know get you in the bed I'm not giving you a cuddle you're not a sledgehammer fuck's <laughs> sake um, interesting enough um, they actually end up putting the ladder back into the ring yep again and uh, the rock climbs the ladder um, and Triple H tries to intervene um, but he's actually impeded by Mark Henry on the outside of the ring uh, this is the first time that they really got involved yeah um, now there wasn't anything really noteworthy in it um, just grabbed his leg no- to stop yeah, him yeah just grabbed his leg to stop off the nothing yeah. noteworthy about Mark Henry such a fucking shocker there what's wrong his man well yeah <laughs> well, he he couldn't, dickhead couldn't even open a fucking cage do you remember <laughs> you were ripping away on it and that stupid glyph couldn't open it strong as mama hold <laughs> oh shit um, China actually attacks Mark Henry good um, afterwards clock him. really clocks him one, um, and then the rocks pushed off the ladder and flies out of the ring which is actually leads to a pretty good yeah. fucking moment with the ladder Chris do you want to talk about it Chris I don't mind yeah um, the rock goes out of the ring and the ladder kind of falls onto the mat so Triple H thinks I'm not going to pick this up. I'm just going to run and kick it right into your face. So he does a drop, a baseball, baseball slide, slide. Sorry, hitting the ladder, which comes out at some force and hits the rock right in the chops. I think the rock actually gets busted open after this. He point. does. Yeah. yeah, he starts bleeding uh, pretty hard. Um, I actually I got the impression that it was almost improvised that moment. I like uh, it, the way the way the ladder fell. It was just too convenient, and then. He sort of got up and sort of went, well, we'll make use of this. And then he just fucking did a baseball slide into the ladder and it hit him right in the head. Again, another good reason why these two men were destined to get off the mid-card as soon as possible and into the main event because they're so quick on their feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, after that, that was a pretty big moment. Yeah, we're kind of into the go-home bit of the match after this because this is where they start doing the sporadic 
climbing the ladders. Yeah, yeah, it goes back and forth, and it's it's typical fucking WWE fair. Climbing a ladder is the slowest fucking thing. Yeah. in the world, like, and, and they just can't seem to grab on to no, an actual object. They can't hanging above them. I know. a couple of centimeters. It's like I just want to go into the ring and fucking kick him off a ladder myself. It pisses me off every time, but it's obviously the build suspense. Yeah, it's just, it's the storytelling behind it. Do you, know, do you know what we have? <laughs> we have ladders, and I have to put stuff in the roof space, and I always have to get Joe to hold the ladders because they're crap. See what I'm going up? I'm going to fucking gimmick climb up the ladder. Will you hurry the fuck up, Chris? Up the limb. And, yes. and, and you, you're just you're this close, and you're just. I'm gonna sell him like I, I, I can almost reach the Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm almost there. I would actually laugh if Joe fucking took you off the ladder and then wrapped your knee in underneath it and then started to stomp it. Beat it with a chair. Shit, a chair. I wouldn't be surprised. You fucking wee bastard. Or bomb me down the stairs. <laughs> you fucking. It's just another thing in her list of reasons to get rid of Chris. That's it, yeah. Yeah, and it actually it, the, the match does it as you say. It gets to sort of the, the go home part, but. Yep. Triple H at this point climbs the ladder slowly again yeah. but he's got an incapacitated legs so you can kind of give him that but he's taken out by the rock who actually runs into the ring it's fucking and great it, it's brilliant and pushes the ladder he doesn't push Triple H off the ladder no. he pushes the ladder from underneath him yep. and he, he lands like a sack of shit he does he, it's a really nasty fucking fall and he, he hits pretty hard I'm surprised he's not winded to be honest he or probably he, is if but he is, triple he's, fucking H like. yeah, he, to be honest he's, hold, he's holding it together pretty fucking well but see even after this part um, they set up the ladder again both men Climb yeah. up, and that's where the rock pushes Triple H off. He hits the rope, comes back, and then hits the ladder, knocking the rock off. But see, even if you watch the way the rock hits the top rope, yeah, he, there's he doesn't hold back. It's no, he, he lands on it. But that's that's right. That's actually right after um, the rock sets up. There's a second ladder in the ring, and he sets it up across the top rope in the corner. Because that's, that's why he pushes Triple H off the ladder, and, and then he goes onto the ladder setup, which is in the corner. And then Triple H again bounces off that and then knocks the rock off the standing ladder. And then that's whenever the rock flies on top of the top rope. And he fucking, he really hits that with all his weight. Like, he is catapulted. His not- fucking, his, his bitch nipples. <laughs> that's gonna be how they got all inflamed. Do you remember that? When you <laughs> start wearing the shirt yeah. to hide them all? It's just like, what happened? Yeah. Was it steroids? No, man. You've not seen my data hit them Chocolate taste. You said it was only the one you were doing. I could resist. And I mean, big, one of the biggest takeaways from that, from the whole match, though, is how fucking brilliant The Rock can sell stuff, though. Oh, I. Like, to, to be the, fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like anything. Like, look at look the way he takes a stone cold stunner, for fuck's sake. I know yeah. what I was going to say. It's like, he actually sold that top rope fall, like he does the stunner, where he bounces and flies all over the ring. And then he just, like, does, a, like, two somersaults back. Yeah, but it, it's amazing, because at this time, like, he is bleeding. And um, the colour's good, I yeah. think it's... It, it, it actually adds a lot more to the match it, whenever there's more blood not that they're saying that I want to see blood all the time I do well I kind of do I like violence but it actually get, really get over it, man. <laughs> it actually really fucking adds to to the seriousness of the match and, and yeah. I guess it's a fuck this isn't a battle this is a war um, and they're really really going on it but it's something you, you just don't see in, in that much modern WWE these days is like a culmination of a blood feud and, and a payoff like a ladder match or a hell in the cell yeah, match yeah. properly that's because they're so slapdash with booking these days yeah, you know it's just like, like you're having a feud how long will it last but they can't 20 build. minutes 
you so, know. But we need some network subscription, so preferably by next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just an, and actually that sort of up booking of modern day stuff is actually insulting to the modern wrestling fan, and that's why they're they're not watching anymore. They're turning off the main product. Well, which which is ironic because the best retelling is in NXT. Yeah, which and, is on the network, and it's under Triple H's tutelage. Yeah. So it's like you know he's but, the one fucking. But the point is, if you want to watch that, if you want to good long term storytelling in the WWE product, you have to subscribe to the network anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then, funny enough, when you think about like the the, the Champ and Gargano feud, that was brewing that's for gone, fucking years. It's been going for a year and a half. I'd say slightly longer. Remember the Cruiserweight yeah. Classic? It was hinted at when they wrestled, and you thought that they were going to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. You thought Champ was going to turn on Gargano then because um, he obviously had to wrestle each other. And they wrestled like pretty fucking hard in that. And you go, oh fuck, is this the end of their their friendship and partnership? And he kind of got a sense that it was going to happen. And then the, everything was fine. Apparently, they sort of came gooey. They hugged at the end. But then he always sort of sensed that something was, wasn't was an right under, there. Underbelly of yeah, there's something wasn't right there. Stuff. And then they let that brew. And then all of a sudden, look what fucking happened after that amazing match. Amazing. That's why when you get stories, it's the same in New Japan and stuff. And yeah, the storytelling it lasts a consecutively long. Time. Oh, Whereas yeah. we're fed fucking ten minute fucking tidbits of information and main roster shit nowadays, and nothing sticks. Yeah. You just throw shit at a wall, and even if it does stick, Vince takes it and fucks it up. After yeah, exactly. Time. I mean, I, I like a long form type of feud and a bit of storytelling because whenever you have that a big expulsion of fury at the end, a cathartic experience, it's like you're fucking you know your balls have turned to just shriveled up little raisins because you've just expended so much jizz everywhere because <laughs> it's that constantly because the, payoff, the payoff is so good <laughs> well yeah, uh, yeah you know and it makes it feel much more worth it which is why this match I feel between The Rock and Triple H worked so good and they, they wrestled it so well at the end yeah. and I guess it's at the end arguably the end of the feud in its sort of current form um, you know they, they wrestled everything because it was the culmination of everything that happened before they fucking they, they got the sense they hated each other at boiling point it's, yeah. it's overflowing and you're right cause it's a good bookend to their to their place in the, in the mid card before they go up to the the, the upper next, phase, the yeah. next phase of their careers so. yeah um, we'll get back to the match um, The Rock climbs the ladder uh, again and Triple H tries to intervene um, no, I've already talked about that. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. Is the rest of your notes just simply The Rock climbs ladder, Triple H climbs yeah. ladder? Yeah. Fuck those notes. They had that wee comedy bit, you know, where um, I love it when you see the people lifting the ladder and then someone hits them with something else, sending oh, the ladder yeah. into them. Drops yeah. in the rock. The Rock lifts the ladder up and uh, he's about to whack Triple H with it when Triple H hits him with a steel chair. This That's makes right. the ladder fall on top of the Rock and Triple H fucking Bladders just bladdered, yeah, yeah, with the steel chair Pretty over good. and over it's again. It's almost payback for what he was doing. The Triple H on, yeah. on, his, on his knee, yeah, he was fucking him up. Like. And The Rock's selling it really well because you can see any time the chair hits the ladder, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know he does those kind of spasms that he does yeah, he does a wee flip. We like, but you think about the whole time we haven't really seen any of the signature moves until each wrestler. That's until, what I like. But then the Rock comes good. He then uh, takes over um, and, and gets dominance again, and then he ends up slamming Triple H on the ladder. Just a simple sort of scoop slam from memory. Yeah. Um, and then he sets him up for the people's elbow on the fucking on the ladder. Well, not, oh, but yeah, yeah. Lying yeah he's on the ladder and, and he, he delivers the people's elbow, and that's fucking brilliant. I think happens. the Rock comes off worse. Just like lads. Had that been Tyus O'Neill, he would have tripped over the ladder. Oh, as he was <laughs> broken out. But when the rock, when the rock hits the people's elbow, there, it's like, man, his elbow's fucking, and those whole shoulders actually landed more on the ladder. Yeah, yeah. more damage to him than Triple H. So it's 
purely visual for us to go woohoo you did it but at the same time you're like mate you're an idiot you're an idiot <laughs> but like the crowd like, loved it because that's when the Rocky chant started yeah they were that's like, it they, and they exactly. ballistic and this is like when as I said all the signature moves start coming out because yeah. we're building at the end of the match the, the Triple H comes, he comes to again and he kicks the rock um, before climbing the ladder again himself and then but he comes off the ladder and India rock bottom by yeah, Ross, and and just, that rock bottom like, is absolutely yeah, fucking brilliant and at this point the crowd's just losing their shit because it's like we're seeing the signature moves they know it's building to a crescendo and it really really is they're doing it so fucking well um, then the rock he tries to climb the ladder yep but uh, Triple H instead of pulling him down by the leg pulls him by the trunks and yes. exposes the people's bum cheeks yes the people's bum cheeks <laughs> full oh, arse the people's full. the people's bars. Oh, <laughs> the Brahma the Brahma fucking butt but actually, <laughs> <laughs> this actually leads to the big point of the match, the final, the final part, the part of the match yep. where um, you say the Rock climbs the ladder slowly again, and Triple H attempts to intervene. Mm-hmm. He knocks the Rock off the ladder and does um, a really fucking great pedigree. Yeah, like it's it's just flawless. It's a it's vintage um, Triple H like. The pedigree is brilliant. The other huge pop yeah. of the match, like because they the fans know it's near the end. Exactly, and and he, remember earlier in the match they both tried to pull off the respective and moves and either. they didn't land and get yeah. them. Um, and he finally gets the pedigree off. But then after that, while um the rocks land prone, Triple H gets white powder thrown into his eyes by, uh, Mark, by Henry. Mark Henry and I actually probably thought that that was Vince's cocaine stash <laughs> you know you imagine Vince backstage oh, where's my fucking cocaine damn it and Mark's like oh fuck it yeah, picked I up th- the wrong bag I thought it was talcum powder <laughs> I thought it was icing sugar <laughs> <laughs> if you thought it was icing sugar you'd have had it fat bastard strong bastard he's a big strong. fat strong bastard but do you know what I loved after this point is it wasn't a case of oh the powder's in the eyes I'm going to sit in the corner Triple H still tries to climb it. He's blinded. Like he struggles he's to fuck find me. the belt. He's blind as fuck, and he's still trying to climb a ladder. Tripping his arms like balls and coke. Yeah, um, and that's really really funny. He climbs a ladder blinded. Yep. And then the Rock follows him, uh, partially knocking Triple H down. But then as the Rock gains the advantage, China runs in to the ring, and Hulk smashes the Rock clean in the fucking bollocks, like <laughs> from behind. The people's uh, plums. Yeah, and then sends him down off the ladder. You know, you could argue that's recompense for what Mark Henry did, the Triple H. Oh, I. But. I was wondering why didn't China then respond to Mark Henry as he threw the powder? Yeah, why didn't she go around and knock, knock the fucking bag off him? But she didn't. She let it be. Keeping an eye on the rock. Mm, yeah. Mm. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah, she was biding her time. She was like, oh, Triple H will be grand. He'd be grand. Sure, he'd climb that ladder. He's he, fucking blind. He better not climb that fucking ladder. It is funny. We're actually watching it at the minute and Triple H, you know, he's climbing the ladder with his face covered in white powder and it looks like he's he's literally like fucking Tony Man- Montana. Hey, yeah, why you call me monkey, man? <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like literally just fucking dipped his face in the coke. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh. Um, Maybe it's from kissing Fence's ass. Oh! <laughs> Baby powder straight oh. off his wee bum. Yeah. But um, no, it was, it was because like the rock at the end, he basically had his, his hand on the belt he had um, one like and then yeah. I, I China I, fucking digs him in the yeah gym. like many many times we we, we do episodes of, like the Macho Man episode that's, that's another heel move that's another heel move right there isn't it but, but, yeah, yeah people but, are like but then, hooray but then again as we said before is it really a heel move because she was merely just getting her own back for what Mark Henry did well yeah, Triple H. I mean you could look for her back and say it was trying to get her own back on the nation beating the crap out of her like a couple of weeks beforehand that street fight oh yeah. right okay yeah, yeah well yeah there not is possibly that. but he yeah. still 
I thought the ending just was a bit crap. It was a bit muted, yeah. But, I mean, Triple H, obviously, as a result of this, he climbs the ladder and gains the title above oh, the ring. Also, I love the way the ref just has to get up on the ladder yeah. to raise his hands. Like, don't wait until he comes down, I'm climbing up this And then the thing. fucking rest of the DX come down and just ruin the crack, like... I mean, fucking X Pac. Well, at X-Pac least comes down and thinks he's won the fucking belt when he's getting on. It's like fuck <laughs> off, you John Terry wanker. More like an X Crack vacuum, you know? Oh, he's a fucking horse. Oh, it could have been more so. The DX band could have came out for an encore. I was going to say, oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck just, me. Now you realise that Jim Johnson's like not a hope lad. You're no, on your you own. You can imagine if, you, if your man, the vocalist, come out, like your man Warren, comes out, and you just see fucking Triple H seeing him walk down oh, the ramp, and he's just like, fuck it, no lads, no, go back in, go back in there. I don't need you out here. The DX band comes out and the ref. He holds up the X sign. The whole crowd is injured. The whole crowd's done. They're deaf as fuck. Actually, speaking about the crowd, there's a point I wanted to bring up during it, and I actually only noticed this today, this morning when I watched the match again. And Better I, not be the only thing that I remember from this entire fucking episode because I mentioned it the first dry run of this we did. There's one cool thing at the very, very end of this. No, right. no, it's, it's actually no. halfway through the match. Oh, okay, okay. And it's halfway through the match, and I noticed that. Is this, is this the photographer? No. What's that one? No, I'll mention that as well. But this is like halfway through the match. And the camera pans out and you can see the the sort of the the belt above the ring. And you can see the audience in the background. All right. And it's like the the crowd must know that the the camera's panned out. Because some fucking jumped up little glipe (laughs) runs out onto the steps. Really? Above the entrance. Right. And literally starts fucking doing the sucking oh gesture, the motion. Right. I swear to God, and he must be doing it at like fucking two thousand RPM. Aye, but they're doing it behind fucking Lawler and oh, no, I'm, I'm, the whole I'm, I'm being serious. Like it's like he's going fucking turbo mode. It's like <laughs> it's like there's smoke coming up. He's like yeah. he's doing the fucking sucking thing. Turbo man. I was like, is that the fuck? Did I just see that? And then I had to literally rewind it back. And I was like, so my, Emma, my wife, and I was just like, have a look at the state of this, come here. And she didn't see it. I was like, where am I looking at? I was like, I'm pointing at it. And then I rolled it back again. She saw it and went, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> was just like, and he literally goes like a million miles an hour, just going, imagine going home from a rest and, and his wife or whatever going what's all these bruising around your lap what do you mean uh, I was crotch chopping no no he'd be better off saying I went to a strip club or something you know I'll pay for a dominatrix That's rather it. than oh the, the, the oh. socket sign what's the photographer thing you mentioned no, no, the photographer we mentioned this before the photographer one of the photographers the Japanese guy is the spit of Shigeru Miyamoto from Nintendo ah you know, yes, the, yes the creator yes. of Mario right, and yep, Zelda yep, yep. he fucking looks exactly like him and I was like is that actually you Shigeru he just came um, about doing as we yeah. gonna be holiday <laughs> taking pics of the rock yeah it's fucking wild but um, I have to say as well uh, the at the end whenever the, the match is finished and it goes back out sort of it follows the rock out and it has that Exclusive backstage. Yes, yeah, exclusive home video footage. A home video I, with a fucking never, a professional camera. Have you never seen that? No, no. It's and you know what? It's neither at home, and <laughs> nor is it filmed using a home video camera. Not at all. <laughs> so what the fuck? Why? I know. Why? Hold on, hold on. We don't no, know no, no, what no. sort hey, of home it, video It was for back in the day, whenever they used to release these on VHS. Remember VHS? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah very so, hard so, slab. So you know, instead of say like a DVD commentary you would have got but random why? backstage footage Aye, but in why not just call it random backstage footage why is it say exclusive home video it's true right because it's it's exclusive backstage footage this edition of it on the WWE Network yeah. is, is the home video rip of it well that is true okay but I'm sorry I'm I have to say though alright you're killing the fucking vibe I have to with say your, though your logical fucking standpoint despite, despite the fucking stupid logic or the, the lack of logic on WWE sport excuse me um, I have to say that The Rock actually does 
a fucking class promo, a simple Either promo at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's just, it's vintage rock. Like, it really is. He's talking about he's the people's champ and all this. It's, just, it's it, fucking it, it, brilliant. It's, it's, it's that fine line of he slightly breaks character for one moment and then the doctor comes and just goes, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, because uh, I my, hope you have it in your three lines my of three notes, line notes of this wee thing that you were talking about at the end. Is, at the very, very end. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the end of the match or maybe, maybe it's actually the very start of the match, but it was a wee hidden thing. Um, there's somebody holding up uh, a Northern Irish flag. You. There is, honestly. I love Andy's you. It's like, there is. There's some. Serious? Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hell, I didn't um, even notice that. I took, I took. Then again, I don't tend to look for Northern Irish flags. In the flags front. everywhere, but there fucking is. Fucking flags. There is, I think it. I think it's at the, it's either the very, very beginning or the very end here. Oh. I'm, I'm too young to work for that shit. But there is, there's somebody with a, an NI flag. Okay, and if that person from NI, if he isn't from NI, is listening to this, get in touch. Uh, yeah. And we apologise for, for, for being... Yeah, we'll get Curry to put you over better sometime. <laughs> I don't know if it was the start or the end, but there was definitely... So, I think it was a flag at Northern Ireland. Uh, he was definitely there. Right, i tell you what. Can, uh, can I just make a point? Tell you what. Kill that, and then you can wind it back because there's a big pause and we can re-record that bit by me talking about the NFI. I'll fucking find it and show you. Fuck off on the <laughs> no. re-recording it. No. Sick. All no, the no. technical <laughs> issues we've had with this episode yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about the NFI? I feel like we've been doing this episode for about two days now, man. Oh, can we keep yeah. that bit in just so we can show everyone how OCD Curry is about this podcast? <laughs> 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 but then he doesn't watch the fucking matches. He's, he's actually going back to re-watch the whole yeah. match right now. Can I just say, oh, see can, the, can, can we not just call it? See at the end of the match when actually... It cuts to JR um, and uh, he's got a Northern Irish flag as well. <laughs> JR, I actually noticed at the end of the match, when the camera pans to JR and he's talking away, he actually he seemingly has one eye slightly closed over, and I'm wondering, did he get his signature barbecue sauce in his eye, or does he have a really bad case of pink eye? It's got to be Bell's palsy, leave him alone. Maybe that powder went in his eyes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> powder went in his eyes. <laughs> but it just it seems really weird. He looked like his eye was closed over for some reason. Um, but God love him. Oh, and another sort of uh, note on this whole pay per view. I noticed that it was uh, sponsored by Stridex, which is actually a, an American acne, thing? acne treatment. Yeah, so they've got the shit DX band, um, all the attitude. Um, some fucking jumped up teenager um, crotch chopping the crotch chopping himself at 2000 RPM <laughs> and you know the acne treatment thing it's just they had their target demographic right down you know it was the brown panties era I mean they just knew we're all jumped up teens that just wanted to pull the bar on themselves um, but that was all the action they were going to get because they had too much acne yeah well Bit never like me, really. for me <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bombshell bombshell do you think that's why he was so good at crotch chopping himself <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, but yeah, overall, I I actually thought that this was a really good match. I quite enjoyed it. Um, since this is the multiple times I've watched it, um, but I have to say, like, I could watch it again. There's enough good spots in it. Um, a fantastic match, apart from the DX band. Fucking tragic. I probably should watch it again, shouldn't I? I haven't a clue what the fuck was going on. You still don't know what's going on? No. <laughs> I want I, I, I want you to go home, watch it, and record yourself while you're watching it. <laughs> Please no, nobody needs to listen to me anymore. Uh, yeah, um, well, I, I liked the match overall. I thought yeah. it was good. Um, we've talked about the points about building up the, the, the feud and the story and this was the, the culmination of it all. I think it was booked very, very well. The, the two wrestlers at this stage of their career really fucking put everything into it because they wanted to move to the upper tier of the, the promotion uh, and they really didn't hold back on each other. Um, what are your thoughts, Andy? I love the match. 
Although I feel like because this is we, we did dry run this whenever we first started the podcast, right before we started releasing episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. and we did now. And due to the technical difficulties of recording this episode, I never want to see this match ever again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a bad omen now. Oh dear. I'm, I'm just gonna remember this for the rest of my days. Every time I watch this match, it's like remember that that those four hours just sitting in Trip's game room. Recording this episode Totally worth it Was it totally worth and it? And the crotch chopping Yeah <laughs> That was worth it Okay I'll to No no On seri- serious note though Absolutely loved it Great match And It was the start of great things For both men Definitely Without yep. a doubt What about you Curry? Oh, fuck what do you think of the match you didn't watch? I'm so hungover, man. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Curry. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, great match. It is a good match. I, yes, I've added nothing to this episode whatsoever. Um, Barnum fucking telling there's a boy with a Northern Irish flag in there. He's there somewhere. You had Just, to add in a thing. You can tell you from Port of Down. All you talk about is flags. Up of flags. Um, but yeah, great match, good spots. And as we mentioned a lot um, from both guys good selling good bumps and they weren't afraid to sort of throw it all out there which I think is a fucking a win-win for us as, as fans and viewers more of that sort of shit from back in the day that's what I say definitely what about you Chris? I, I completely loved the match I loved talking about it I loved writing about it but I'm just really disappointed in you Curry so I'm just I'm done. <laughs> that's it for all the shit I guess. Yeah. That's it. It's over. This end credits. Yeah, end credits. I think maybe on that note um, and on that bombshell, we'll we'll end the episode. Um, thanks for listening to uh, the Four Speak Horseman podcast. Um, if you want, you can contact us on social media. Um, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Vampire Freaks. No, we're not. I'm just, by the time this comes out, I'm gonna delete that fucking shit. Leave it on you fucking. Then dickheads keep emailing me going. We noticed you haven't been online in a while. I was like, yeah, like the most of the fucking people that have signed up for that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you can find us in all of those aforementioned social media networks. Um, we you can find us just search for um at the Four Suite or something like that. Um, wait, and wait, wait, can, we also have a website by the time this. Oh, but we do, yeah. Um, yeah. what's the uh? The main name for that? Foursweethorseman.co.uk Foursweethorseman.co.uk Fucking needs to be right to sound like a dickhead because they fucking <laughs> registered it, didn't they? But it sounds like something stupid like a misspelling mouth the Foursweet Horsemint something yeah. like that. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast yeah. on iTunes and Spotify and what's the other one? Oh, fuck knows but that point of that. Uh, it will be on any um, yeah. good podcast client on Android podcast clients. Um, you'll be able to find us there. Um, please. I should us- hope so because you're actually listening to us right now. <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, please leave us um, a review on iTunes as well because it helps to bump us up the charts um, and makes us more visible. Unless you're going to say really nasty things, then please don't. Well, if you want to say nasty things, just send us some constructive criticism. Um, and, then, and then we'll get the woolly faces on and come around and beat direct the shit out of you. Don't do dare direct them all Direct you all nasty comments to at Stephen Curry. <laughs> the glipe. I think you can find him on the Vampire Freaks. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's just a picture of my penis with the fucking set of fangs and my balls. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's pretty much every profile. Oh, picture God. It looks like gangrel on a good day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't actually see us talking talking about Gangrel Never. in the context of well, any good match no. Brood no did not do anything fucking half decent back in the day without him the best thing that ah, Gangrel ever did was leave wrestling has he really left though well he, he's in porn now isn't he is he he's got his own wrestling academy there you go he's got his own wrestling he's got his own wrestling how many of them have fucking graduated to the big leagues no, actually, <laughs> who changed you Gangrel uh, fucking no chance in a future episode I think we'll get a list of because I think there actually has been some big current big names that came out of the wrestling school these are all fucking hard and they had fucking vampires like Jesus Christ leave them alone actually I'm all for the vampire freaks where's my rock vampire freaks alright okay 
fuck's sake. I'm stuck. Shut up. Leave me alone. I, 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 feel, I feel like the outro to this episode is going to turn into an episode. Itself. Are we still recording? We are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's, right. Let's go. On that note, we've been the Four Speed Horseman Podcast. I've been Richard. I've been Andrew. A hungover curry. Uh, a handsome Christopher. Here we dick. <laughs> yeah, you think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Well you better get used to the way the ball bounces I see what you got, it measures in ounces But that's a freak boy Big man, <laughs> treat you like you're a little man.